Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. That was Michael Cohen entering court for his first day of testimony in week four of the New York Attorney General civil fraud trial. And I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Michael Cohen's testimony was devastating to Donald Trump during the direct examination. Michael Cohen went through in painstaking detail his tasks in preparing statement of financial conditions and how Donald Trump ordered that he and Alan Weisselberg and Jeff McConney prepare fraudulent statement of financial conditions to inflate the valuation of Donald Trump's properties to basically back in whatever valuation Donald Trump wanted to attribute to his properties to inflate his overall net worth. Here is Donald Trump arriving at court attacking Michael Cohen. Play this clip. So he's alive, trying to get a better deal for himself, but uh, it's not going to work. This case, by any other judge, this case would have been over a long time ago. We did nothing wrong, and that's been proven. Thank you. What we got there? And here is Michael Cohen as he entered court. Play the clip. Let me just turn around and say that this is not about Donald Trump versus Michael Cohen or Michael Cohen versus Donald Trump. This is about accountability, plain and simple, and we leave it up to Judge Angoron in order to make all the determinations on that. So I thank you all for coming. And even before that, here is Michael Cohen speaking with some members of the press about his testimony. Play the clip. How long has it been since you've seen him? And what do you say to those who wonder about your credibility? So it's been five years since we've been in the same room. And as far as my credibility, I don't know how many times I've said it. I'm actually glad that I have the press here today. My credibility should not be in question. Yes, I pled guilty to a 1001 violation, which was lying to Congress. But I have also requested that people continue the sentence. And the sentence is, I did it at the direction of, in concert with, and for the benefit of Donald J. Trump. All it had to do with was the number of times that I stated that I spoke to Donald Trump about the failed Trump Tower Moscow real estate project. The Mueller team acknowledged it. Congressional committees acknowledged it, and I'm certain that the judge today will acknowledge it as well. And how do you feel about seeing, what do you think for you emotionally and for him, seeing him being in the same room? I'm looking forward to the reunion. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all very much, and I'll see you a few minutes down at the courthouse. Don't be intimidated, Michael. Yes, this is a tough one. Michael, 
And there were some protesters there as well, chanting out Donald Trump lies, Donald Trump lies uh, here. Trump lies all the time. Play that clip. Trump lies all the time. Want to give a hat tip to Lisa Rubin, who was in the courtroom live tweeting what was going down. She reported that during the direct testimony, Michael Cohen explained, quote, I was asked by Mr. Trump to increase the total assets based upon a number that he arbitrarily elected and my responsibility, along with Alan Weisselberg predominantly, was to reverse engineer those asset classes, increase those assets, in order to achieve the number Mr. Trump had tasked us to. Cohen testified he understood that these statements were to be used to demonstrate net worth for acquisitions and for insurance purposes, and that they were meant to be shared with third parties, including by presenting them to insurance brokers brought to the Trump organization. The benefit was to show high values for the assets with low liabilities in order to obtain more favorable premiums. Cohen also recalled using the statements in connection with certain acquisitions, including the Buffalo Bills, which Trump ultimately did not purchase, and the Doral Club, which he did. And in the statements submitted to the Buffalo Bills, Donald Trump claimed his net worth to be $8 billion. Trump's lawyer, Christopher Christ. Christopher Keiss tried to object to that from coming in. Here is Glenn Kirshner, federal prosecutor, friend of the Midas Touch Network. He was in the courthouse as well. Listen to how he describes what went down as Donald Trump watched Cohen deliver this devastating testimony. Play the clip of Glenn Kirshner. Play it. That Mueller didn't seem to do with Michael Cohen and SDNY in the case in which SDNY determines that Donald Trump is co-conspirator, individual one in the hush money case doesn't do. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know why that is, Nicole. I don't know why it took as long as it did in New York. Um, you know, the brazenness of some of what Michael Cohen has been saying during his direct examination, things like Donald Trump just threw out a number. I, I'm going to say I'm worth five billion and instructing Michael Cohen and the chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, to just reverse engineer the numbers, just cook the books and have it add up to five billion. That is so brazen and so nefarious. And if you're doing it only because you're chasing, you know, tabloid headlines, that's one thing. But Michael Cohen made it pretty clear in both his congressional testimony and I'm sure in his trial testimony that, no, this was to secure bank loans. It was to, you know, secure uh, insurance for his properties. And it was fraud, massive, systemic, years long fraud. And, you know, in one sense, Nicole, this is an opportunity for Donald Trump to confront his accuser, right? Through his lawyers, you get to confront and cross-examination the witnesses who are testifying against you. But in another sense, this really feels like a moment where Michael Cohen gets to confront his tormentor because, you know, mm. Michael Cohen um, paid off Playmates and Porn Stars for Donald Trump at his direction and for his benefit. And who goes to prison? Michael Cohen. I have always maintained that is a deep injustice, not that Michael Cohen went to prison for his crimes, but that Donald Trump has not suffered one 
moment of accountability for his crimes. Maybe, you know, that is coming because this this feels like a preview of Michael Cohen's testimony for Alvin Bragg in the criminal prosecution being brought for the sort of massive, you know, fraudulent business records case that Alvin Bragg has brought. But I would think ultimately this must be a somewhat satisfying moment for Michael Cohen. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. Every time you pop Quip's new mints, you'll be caring for your mouth both inside and out. Bold mint flavors keep your breath confidently fresh, and you'll get a boost of vitamin D. Quip's gum prevents cavities and freshens breath when chewed for 20 minutes after eating. It's sugar-free and has tooth-friendly xylitol with zero calories. It's also a long-lasting mint flavor with a crunchy tri-layer design. The slim, travel-ready dispenser is available in five colors, metal or plastic, packs and protects up to 10 pieces of gum or mints at a time, and fits in just about any purse or pocket for on the go. And so you know, the mint and gum isn't all Quip has to offer. The electric toothbrush has time sonic vibrations, with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean, and Quip's water flosser hits all the right spots, with a gentle, deep, clean pressure at the touch of a button. I truly have Quip to thank for my entire dental care routine, and I don't know where I'd be without them. If you go to getquip.com slash Midas right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mints and gum dispenser, and water flosser. That's your 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint gum dispenser, water flosser at getquip.com slash Midas. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Midas. Quip, the good habits company. And of course, Donald Trump couldn't help but post a message on social media attacking Michael Cohen afterwards. I spoke with Michael Cohen on the Political Beatdown podcast that I co-host with him, and Cohen appropriately did not comment on his testimony after the testimony was given, although it didn't stop Donald Trump from attacking Michael Cohen. Here, pull it up right here. Donald Trump writes, Michael Cohen was a complete and total disaster in the Biden-inspired trial today. Lie after lie and getting caught each time. My great assets are worth more than is on my financial statement, and it's not even close. The rig trial doesn't even give me the right to a jury, but the people are just watching and they are seeing what is going on here. A miscarriage of justice. He puts that in capitals. The statute being used for this case gives me no rights. It has never been used for this before, but the facts are all on my side, which hunt everything that Donald Trump says there is a lie. The statute has been used over and over again by the New York Attorney General. There are recent cases where this exact statute has been used. This has nothing to do with President Biden at all. Donald Trump's statement of financial conditions, if he's saying that he deflated him, he's kind of admitting to liability here in this statement as well. But no, Donald Trump's own words, Donald Trump's own statement of financial conditions, Donald Trump's own notations, Donald Trump's chief financial officer, and Donald Trump's own control controller and Donald Trump's outside appraisers. They've testified. We've went through on exacting detail here at the Midas Touch Network, the presidential premiums that Donald Trump used to inflate his properties, 15 to 30%, according to testimony that was given. We've heard from Donald Trump's former controller, Jeff McConney, who testified that he was told to commit fraud by Alan Weisselberg. Alan Weisselberg, Donald Trump's chief financial 
officer, now a convicted felon, claimed he didn't recall things and when confronted with emails that uh, he was involved, was perplexed and didn't know what to do. And we've continued to show that Donald Trump over and over again lied on these uh, statement of financial conditions. But I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, folks. I'm looking forward to Eric Trump, Don Jr. I'm looking forward to Ivanka. I'm looking forward to Donald Trump's testimony. All right, tough guy. Time to show your testimony. I still have a sinking feeling that Donald Trump is going to be too cowardly to show up. And when it comes to his testimony or he's going to claim, oh, it's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. I'm not going to testify. But we will see if Trump has uh, it in him to testify. I still don't think it is. I'm really interested to see Eric Trump's testimony. It is going to be absolutely devastating, folks. So, and by the way, today, I, I couldn't help but note the irony as towards the end of it, Alina Habba was cross-examining Michael Cohen. And I couldn't help the irony of just thinking like, Alina Habba, you realize that what happened to Michael Cohen is what happens to all of Donald Trump's lawyers. Like you realize that MAGA stands for make attorneys get attorneys. As this trial was going on in New York week four, we had Jenna Ellis, Donald Trump's other lawyer, entering a guilty plea in the criminal RICO case. That means that three of Donald Trump's lawyers in Georgia have already pled guilty. You watching that, Alina Habba? We've got Sidney Powell, who Donald Trump says, she's not my lawyer. I don't even know who she is. She's never my lawyer. You got Ch Ken Chesbro, and now you've got Jenna Ellis all entering guilty pleas in Georgia. Here, let's just, let, let, let me take you out with watching Jenna Ellis right here enter a guilty plea. Play the clip. Thank you, Your Honor, for the opportunity to address the court. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me, and I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people. And folks, there you have it. Make sure you hit subscribe. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers here on the Midas Touch Network. Check us out, patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. Have an excellent day. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.